Hey, Life Group Leaders and Hosts, this is Janine Staten, your Life Group's Director, bringing you the audio guide for Life Group Leaders for week two of the fall 2022 quarter. We're going to jump right into the icebreaker question, which is what are the advantages and disadvantages of being your height? We all know that we're all different heights and that brings different uh, pros and cons to it. And so hopefully this is a fun way for you to have some lighthearted discussion about the ways that God has made us. There's lots of different ways that people can answer this question and many things you'll learn about your members depending on how they choose to answer it. So have fun with it. Um, then you'll have a time to pray and read the passage. This week is Romans 5, 1 through 11. And Pastor Josh Shively is bringing us the message. The first question, what stood out to you in this section of scripture or from Sunday's sermon, is going to appear in the leader guide every week. And the goal is that we would hear what God spoke to individual members of your group that might be encouraging or applicable to each other's lives. Really, um, it's a general question that can often lead you to talking about all of the questions in the leader guide. So if that happens, just try to acknowledge um, that in the conversation when you talk about that topic. And then uh, this can give your quieter members who actually have thoughts or have written something down about those questions an opportunity to enter into the conversation. Um, and don't feel the need to fill the silence with your own voice. This is definitely a skill that you learn over time. But um, one of the goals of this question is really to have your group examine the text of scripture together. So think of it as like there's no wrong answer kind of question. Um, And you can even say that to your group if that would be helpful. But really just help them to think through uh, the things that God was speaking directly to them about. Um, Okay, jumping into question two. What does Romans 5, 1 through 11 show us about finding peace and rest in Jesus? So the purpose of this question is to identify the ways that Paul describes peace and rest in Christ in this passage. And the focus of this question can be found primarily in verses 1 through 2, where Paul describes the benefits and results of our justification in Christ. Since we are justified through Christ, we are declared righteous and therefore have peace with God. This peace grants us rest in God, knowing that we do not have to earn our salvation, nor do we have to pay the price for our salvation. Jesus paid it all. Because of these things, we can experience the fullness of the abundant and eternal life that God has designed for us, including the peace and rest we need. Finally, some members could see other ways um, how the remainder of the passage may also provide peace or rest in different ways. So feel free to allow your conversation to develop into the other concepts presented in this passage. Let's jump to question three. How does God's love for you help you practice resilience in your life? So the goal of this question is to try to connect God's love to our choices to be resilient or not in the midst of life's joys and trials. As we see more of God's love towards us, we can see our struggles as an opportunity to develop perseverance, character, and hope in our lives. When we recognize God's love as a motivator, it's a game changer. No longer are we striving to earn our salvation, but we are pursuing his love with resilience in his strength. When we remember that it is God's love that motivates us rather than our works, we are freed from the sin of self-preservation and self-righteousness that so easily entangles. Instead, we are living in the freedom that the Holy Spirit gives to be the men and women that God wants us to be. 
So I have a couple actually going deeper options for you with this question. You could ask this follow-up question. What stories or examples can you share that illustrate the way that God's love motivates you towards resilience? So with this question, you're encouraging your group to think about specific ways that they have seen God's love influence their attitude or action in such a way as to produce resilience in their lives. Examples might include an encounter with God's word, Holy Spirit, or a trusted friend. Another way to go even deeper with this question is to ask something like this. Alternatively, what other motivators exist in your life right now that can take your focus away from God's love and the purposes he has for your life? This question allows you to consider alternative motivators aside from God's love that could distract you from the things that he has for you. For example, if we focus on our own ambition rather than God's love for us, then we can completely miss the plans and purposes God has in store for us for the sake of our own desires. More examples could be getting ahead at work or being busy and valued by others, um, experiencing convenience, etc. Encourage your group to think deeper about what motivators they have in their lives that could be taking away from their ability to move through struggles with purpose and resilience. All right, question four. What does it mean to be reconciled to God? How would you describe your reconciliation in Christ to someone else? The goal of this question is to encourage people to identify the meaning of reconciliation in their own words and practice it, practice sharing it with someone else. Some members will interpret this question intellectually and offer a theological definition of reconciliation. A simple working definition or of reconciliation is to be made friends again. It's the idea that because of Christ's atoning work, we are able to have a relationship with God. We were previously separated from him because of our sin. And Christ's death on the cross paid the penalty for our sins and removed the barrier between imperfect humanity and our perfect God. This being the case, we can be reconciled to God and be in a right relationship with him. Other members will interpret this question personally and consider sharing the story of how they came to be reconciled to Christ their salvation story. Oftentimes we talk about being reconciled to God, but we can't help but share our own stories. (laughs) How this reconciliation came about in each of your members' lives is unique to each of them. So it could be that you take the time for individuals to share it with the entire group, or maybe time allows only really for sharing the story with a partner. While some testimonies may include lots of details over a period of time, the intention of this exercise is to share the brief version, a few minutes tops, of three aspects of your salvation, your life before Christ, how you came to know Christ, and then your life after Christ. All right, question five. How does the truth of God's actions toward us, as described in Romans 5, inspire us to love the Lord and our neighbor? How can you live in light of this truth this week? So the idea here is to encourage your group members to find a key concept that they believe God wants them to put into action. For some, they may see the need to prioritize and more deeply understand the peace and rest that God gives us so that they may be a better child of God and better neighbor to others. Another person may have the desire to embrace God's strength for resiliency in a challenging season, seeking him through prayer and his word. Whatever the applications may be, encourage your group towards living out God's word, reminding them that it's his Holy Spirit that empowers and equips you to follow his word. Be prepared with a couple of points of application that you can share to get things started. All right, we're going to talk about our prayer application, which is really um, something where we would love for you to consider how your group can apply this passage as you follow Christ together in prayer. 
You may take a moment within your group discussion to pause and pray for something that sticks out to your group, or you may incorporate some of the following thoughts into your prayer time at the end of the meeting. However these ideas best apply to your group, please use your discretion as a leader to integrate them into your group meeting time. So for this week's specific prayer focus, we'd love to encourage your group to pray for those who have not yet been reconciled to Christ. Our passage today describes the beauty of our relationship with God, and we want to pray that more and more could come to know Him as their Lord and Savior. Pray for someone that you know who does not have a relationship with Jesus. Encourage your group to commit to praying for these individuals regularly. As a group, pray for everyone to have opportunities to both show and speak God's love and truth into the lives of those who need Jesus. Some leadership notes for you. Our article this week is Seeing Leadership as Discipleship. Leadership in the church is all about making disciples. This was Christ's mission and also that which he gave to his followers in the Great Commission in Matthew 28. In this way, we should strive to follow his example in leadership. We can glean from his method, seeing how he chose a small group of men to invest the majority of his time into. Out of that group, he invited an even smaller number to a more intimate relationship. Paul summarizes Jesus' approach well in 2 Timothy 2.2, which says, And the things which you have heard me say in the presence of many witnesses, these entrust to faithful men who will be able to teach others also. This is what Christ did and what we have the opportunity to do in life groups, to genuinely connect with one another about our lives so that we can support each other with biblical encouragement and grow together in our faith. My prayer for us as leaders and hosts is that we would model the discipleship style of leadership for our members in such a way as for them to see how they can engage in discipleship as well. God calls us all to this mission, and I pray that he would specifically reveal to you those that he wants you to give a little extra time and attention to in the next several weeks. Let us set our hearts and minds in the ways of Christ at the start of this quarter so that we may shepherd and disciple those that he has entrusted into our care. All right, so a couple of quick leader and host announcements for you. I do encourage you to check out your roster. Um so that after your first meeting, you can make sure all the contact information is accurate and everybody who's in the group is on the roster. And it's especially important for groups where couples have signed up. Oftentimes, um, only one of the spouses will sign up, so you're missing out on the contact contact info and attendance for these individuals that didn't sign up. So please make sure your rosters are as up-to-date as possible after your first meeting. Um, just a quick note that our groups will formally close at the end of the month, September 28th. Um, after about a month of being open. Um, But we will reach out to you if somebody could be a good fit for your group, even in the mid-quarter time. Um, So just keep an eye out on your email, especially in the next couple weeks, um, because there might be a new group member that could join your group. Um, And also just feel free to let me know if you really have reached capacity and would not be able to welcome anybody new um, and you haven't already Uh, put that cap on your group through your planning center groups platform and finally just wanted to remind you of the online resources for leaders and hosts at available at calvary.com slash lg leader you can get your weekly life group leader guides here as well as other resources that can help you throughout the quarter so please bookmark this page and return to it as quick as you need um, in the coming weeks and you can also consider subscribing to the life group leader podcast which is where this audio guide is stored all right the last part of your 
Leader Guide is actually announcements for your members, including the Bridge Dinner on September 23rd, Growth Night on October 2nd, and our Women's Conference in the middle of October on the 14th and 15th. So please be sure to share these things with your group members as is applicable. And thank you so much for your leadership, for your faithfulness to serve at Calvary. I'm just so excited to see what this quarter holds for all of us and I'm grateful for you stepping up in these ways.